Shut up and sit down. Welcome back to the backroom show where we're killing as much time as possible so that we just have to look busy so our wives think we're doing something important back here and they leave us alone for a while. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> just kidding, I love you baby. I know you answer, I know you <laughs> listen to this later. <laughs> my wife doesn't listen to my show so it doesn't matter what I say. Well, she says it's it's not funny. It doesn't make <laughs> yeah, sense or, that's or right. whatever. That's right. Who would want to listen to that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I listen to it. That's yeah. somebody. Yeah. I listen to it. That could be narcissistic. (laughs) (laughs) Self gratification. (laughs) Or yeah, there you go. It's torture. (laughs) We love pain. Oh man. So Jonathan, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Jacob, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, We wanted to um, talk a little bit about why we called this the back room show. And we're going to talk about the back room because that's where we are. Yes, absolutely. So we threw around a lot of different names. Right? When we were trying to come up with what we would call this. And the reason why we threw around so many names is we didn't want to call this something that kind of um, cornered us into a specific topic. And that was the only topic we can talk about forever. Right? Yeah. So, you know, we know that we're going to talk about living in Mexico because we're two uh, foreigners living in Mexico. So that's going to come up. That's part of our life. Yeah. Right? But making the two gringos that live in Mexico channel, right? <laughs> or your podcast would just, I don't know. How many episodes do we have in us? Well, I don't know. There's only so many tacos we can eat and cervezas we can drink. So that's, a, that's about <laughs> that's it. That's right. That's right. It, we get tired of it. Yeah. And if we're tired of it, and if we're bored with what we're talking about, then definitely the people listening are going to be bored. Yeah, right? absolutely. Definitely. Um, and then, uh, we thought, well, we'll, we'll name it something about us being writers because we're both writers. And this is ostensibly a show about writers, not about writing necessarily. We, we don't want to teach anybody how to write because I don't know if either of us is particularly qualified to teach others how to write. No. Not like we have 20 or 30 books under our belt. And even then... I would argue that that doesn't necessarily qualify you to try to teach others. I don't know. I'm just not interested in that. No, I'm not either. No. And we didn't want to be stuck talking about only writing forever. So then you came up with the idea of the backroom show. And why, why did we come up with that name? Well, like you said, we didn't want to be pigeonholed into a genre. We wanted to be able to talk about writing And as you mentioned, not to teach people to write, but just talk about the inspiration of writing, where we write, when we write, whatever the case might be. And so I just thought the backroom show would allow us the expanse to be able to just talk about different topics, things that make us laugh, things that create inspiration, or whatever the case might be. So backroom show, we just get to talk. Yes. And why specifically the back room show? Well, because we're in the back room of where I live. <laughs> That's right. The the little spare, I, I guess you could call it a spare bedroom. It's yeah, well, there's a bed ish. in here. There's a bed yeah. here. There's a, a stepper, some shells, my golf clubs, 
and I have a brand new laptop sitting on a box over Collecting there. Collecting dust, I've yeah. noticed. It hasn't, uh, it hasn't seen the light of day yet. Yeah, I like how oh. you you convinced your wife that you needed a new laptop, and then three weeks later... Oh, I'm in so much trouble. I don't know. I, is it even... Did you bother to charge the battery at yeah, least? Yeah, I did. I, the battery's all charged. Um, I had my uh, friend down from San Antonio the other day, and he uh, went through there took off all the programs that I don't need. He set up all the security for me and uh, put up a cleaner. Um, I am so Windows 10 inept that I'm almost afraid of this computer, to be honest. If I can't one click like my all my Apple products, then it's it just freaks me out. So anyway, we're getting there. Honest, yeah. we're getting there. Now, in Jonathan's defense, the reason he needed this laptop is because he works on a laptop teaching English, and the current laptop he has is so stink. N number one, it's so stinking old, right? Number two, I don't think it was a very good quality laptop to begin with. It's Windows 7, and number three, it's been running nonstop. <laughs> for, for uh, uh, years, uh, I think. It's true. <laughs> I've never shut it off, I don't think, in seven years. The, the battery on it is swollen, and it's so dusty. It's just, I'm, a, I'm amazed it doesn't just explode in flames one day. So, <laughs> That's why I bought a new one, because I'm positive this thing is going to burn to the ground. That's the it. old one. I'm, I'm sure it's going to burn to the ground. Every once in a while, I can actually smell the battery smoking. So I'm, because I, I said to my de my wife, what is that smell? It smells like burnt wires, but I'm sure it's my computer. That's it. That's it. So <laughs> having the backup handy, it's a good thing that you're little by little getting it sort of adjusted and yeah. set up for work and stuff because you're going to need it Absolutely. sooner or later. Or later. Yeah. I'm going to need it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, great. Anyway. So we're, we're in the back room and this isn't just a place for us to record. Um, podcasts, but also you have some plans for this room, right? Currently, yeah. you work in the the living room. Yes, I do. Which I'm sure your wife really appreciates. You oh, teach yeah. English for hours a week in the living room, but also, what else do you want? Do you plan to use this back room for? Well, this this back room. Uh, eventually, I'm going to set up uh, some um, noise canceling um, products on the wall, and I have. Uh, my four books that I've published uh, in um, in paperback that you can order in paperback and, and on um, Amazon, I want to make sure that I audio record those four books. So I'm, I, I want this, this back room so that I can do that. But not only that, I need a place to, I need a place to be alone with my thoughts, to think out, different projects that I'm doing. And it's very difficult when the wife's out there clanging on dishes and, you know, kind of breaking the the mojo of what I'm trying trying to do. So that that's the purpose of getting this back room set up the way that I want so that I'm in that work inspiration mode where I yeah. can just sit and write. I just want to be able to sit and write. Or, or use um, Dragon Speak like you've downloaded on my 
on my computer. So I want to be able to do that as well. Yes, yes. So, um, yeah, I, that's what I kind of wanted to talk about today was locations and how they could affect what you're doing. Like, for example, us as writers, certain locations we may have found are better for us to get work done to write more. And other locations just aren't as, aren't as good, right? Especially when it comes to dictation. I know that is definitely true in my case as well. Just the idea of someone overhearing what you're telling the microphone or what you're telling the computer as you dictate can sometimes really screw up the creativity aspect of things. Yeah. Well, and, and another good example is that is I'm out in the living room teaching English uh, online, and sometimes my wife is sitting next to me almost in a chair, and I'll make a comment about something to my class, and she'll just blurt something out in the open, which kind of breaks my rhythm because it causes me to double think things or, you know, out of the you know side of my head, I hear her whisper, whatever it might be, and it literally kind of breaks the rhythm. So I'm a lot, I, I'm a lot like you. When I get into a zone, I want to stay in that zone. I don't want things to break that rhythm. And uh, my writing poetry is, is one good example. Once I get started on a poem, I can write an entire poem in under five minutes. But that's because that entire poem is already in my brain. Mm. If something interrupts that momentum, a lot of times that poem will absolutely disappear. Yeah. And I will not be able to pick it up. That makes sense. Where yeah. I left off. So I really need this back room to be my place of uh, work and inspiration. That totally makes sense. Um, it that's that sounds very similar. I, I don't I don't write a lot of poetry, and when I do, I don't write it in that way. But it sounds a lot to me like I've experimented recently with uh, trying to keep a dream journal, mm. and it's very much the same way. When you wake up, like your brain is almost trying actively working to forget the dream because it's not supposed to affect you when you're awake. It's a, it's a side product, uh, you know, uh, uh, a side product of the process of the, of the brain when, I, I don't know, I'm not a scientist. It does something. Yeah. It has a purpose. Yeah. And the yeah. purpose isn't to teach you something while you're awake necessarily. And so that's why a lot of people struggle to remember their dreams. And if you keep a dream journal, they say the very, very first thing you do when you wake up is you try to encapsulate that dream and hold it in your head before it slips away. And then instantly try to write it down. And if you are interrupted, or if you wait till later in the day and say, oh, now I have a few minutes, I'm going to write down that dream. Well, lots of luck remembering it. Yeah. yeah. Right? So, if the poem is kind of like that dreamlike thing, it'll, it'll go away. You need that uninterrupted time to get that out on paper. Or to kind of cook it up and be meditating and daydreaming and you know, just reflecting on things until it kind of solidifies as a poem and then you can get it out. Yeah. You know, and you, you need that space. That makes you sense. You need space. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, just to relate a little bit that, um, just to kind of give you a, a little bit of history, when um, a, a lot of times, I don't do it a lot now, I, it still happens, but not as often as it used to, but I used to actually sleep dream my poetry. 
And I would wake up in the middle of the night and I would write an entire poem, put the pen and paper back down and go to sleep. So it was almost, it was like sleep walking, but I'm sleep writing. And I still do that on occasion now, but not as often. But my wife, when we first got married, I would sit up in bed, grab a pen and paper and start writing. And the first couple of times it really freaked her out. And then one time she decided to wake me up and she said, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? And it was like, I came out of my dream, lost the entire poem because I couldn't remember it because your dreams are not there to be yeah, remembered. Yeah, it just, it just flutters away. And so yeah. it was gone. And I, I was a little bit upset. So now when whenever that happens, my wife never interrupts the process. And then I just go to sleep and then she talks about what I wrote the next day. But yeah. So, mm. but I, yeah, if I kept a dream journal, oh, I'd probably be arrested. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll skip that one. <laughs> You, never mind. You didn't. You didn't hear that. <laughs> okay. Very good. Very good. So, yeah. So, so where you write, and this, I, I don't think this just just applies to writing, right? But like where you do something, mm-hmm. it, it, the your surroundings really affect, you know, what's going on. I think that especially applies to writing because writing is a little bit different than than other things. It's. It's an emotional, mm. it's emotionally taxing to write. At least that's the way I think of it. When I sit down to write something, it's not just my brain going through the motions. Like if I were an accountant and I was adding up a bunch of numbers, that's just your brain. You just need focus. Your brain just needs to add those things together. Your finger just needs to type on the calculator and, and, and you do it. And you can be in a good mood. And you could be in a bad mood. And I, I'm not good with numbers. I'm not an accountant. But I imagine there's not a huge difference no. between your ability to add yeah, up numbers. Absolutely. No, depending on your mood. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't strongly affect the quality of your work. And if you're mixing concrete or if you're building a house or you're hammering nails, well, then maybe a bad mood might because you put more force behind the hammer. But you get the, you get the point. Like, yeah, that's just yeah. a physical, you're going through the motions. And... I'm not saying your mood or your emotions um, don't affect you at all, but it it may not. It probably doesn't necessarily stop what you're doing, yeah, or or affect it so greatly that it could determine if you can do it or not. But with writing, at least for me, that certainly is true. It's an emotionally taxing thing, and your surroundings can greatly affect how you feel about what you're doing. And so like, for example, I do the vast majority of my writing at the local coffee shop. I go down to Starbucks and I write. And even a lot of other work, I'll go down to Starbucks and I'll write. I started doing that because in the middle of the summer, it's blooming hot in my house. And if I'm too hot and I'm sweating, I can't focus, I can't concentrate because I'm just so agitated because I'm hot. And so I go there, it's free AC, I buy a $2 coffee and I can sit there, you know, all afternoon and write in the nice cool AC. That's why I started doing it. But even when it stopped getting hot and I was cool in my house through the winter time, I continued to go to Starbucks. And I know my wife would get upset. She would say, well, can't you just work here? 
you know, you're leaving me alone. I'm like, well, come to Starbucks with me. And she's like, I don't want to do that. I'm like, well, okay, but I have to because I'm, I'm writing. This is my job, right? And well, why do you have to go and waste the money? Can't you do it here? And it's like, well, technically, my fingers can type on the keyboard anywhere. So technically, yeah, I can stay here and write. But you just don't understand the emotional aspect mm-hmm. of it isn't there. And I, I don't know why. Home is a place where I relax. Home is a place where maybe I pace around the living room and talk to myself. Home is a place where I want to hang out with my wife, where we want to watch TV or do chores or sleep or watch YouTube videos and kill time doing that, whatever. But Starbucks is a place where those things aren't allowed. I can't walk around and talk to myself because I look like a <laughs> like a crazy man, <laughs> yeah. right? I can't just sit around watching YouTube videos because I feel like a lazy butt sitting while everyone else around me is doing other stuff. And something that you can do at home. Right, exactly. It's just it's not the right place for it. Yeah. So it just doesn't feel right for me to kill a bunch of time wasting time that way. Certainly you can't take a nap there. It's the place where I feel creative, where I feel that this is the right time and place for me to focus on my work because a lot of other people go there to work too and people are working around me and I feel like I I don't know maybe subconsciously I feel like I have to keep up with them or or I don't know it just that's the way it feels right yeah and 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 there's a there's another thing that we have to that we have to think about too is that um I I I truly appreciate your skill in writing I'm not that type of a writer I'm not the same writer as you um, I would love to be able to just sit and just start banging out 5,000 words, but I'm not that type of a writer. Uh, I'm an emotional writer. I, I can have a, a dead zone in, in writing for a week, mm. maybe even two. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden there's just inspiration or there's some kind of emotional drive that just over like it like overcomes me and I need to put pen to paper. It, it's mm-hmm. almost like an emotional purging for me. So even when I think about this book that I want to write, that's like a, a more of a professional um, generated book. And I think about having to sit down and actually write this thing out. It's already a daunting task for me and I haven't even started yet. Sure. You know, so you have a great gift of just putting pen to paper and you you can bang them out, which is beautiful. I'd, I'd love to do that, but we're different. We're different people in, in that way. And so that's where I, I kind of need this space. And that's why for me, um, you know, when you, when you gave me the idea of dragon speak, where I can, you know, put down kind of like a, a, a little outline and mm-hmm. then follow that outline and really speak out yeah. what I want to write. That's much easier for me because I am absolutely, I, I don't even know the word for it. I'm typewriter challenged. Yeah, Because sure. my brain thinks faster than my fingers can type. Sure. And as I'm correcting mistakes in my typing and I'm going, I, I'm, I'm so slow that I lose my sense of concentration. Mm-hmm. So for you and I, writing is a little bit different in that way too. So Starbucks, great for you. Um, not typing on a keyboard, not so great for me. Yeah. 
Mine's yeah. more, I, I love to verbalize my thoughts. Yeah. I, I have tried quite a few times using Starbucks also to do dictation. And it can work. It's, it's a little bit different, though. And I think part of the advantage is that we live in a foreign country, so most people don't understand English. And so... Um, if I'm sitting there, but also you don't have to talk very loud. Yeah. Like like right now, I'm not talking very loud and I'm talking a lot louder than I would need to exactly. dictate. And because I'm talking into a recorder and I have headphones on that are auto monitoring, I can clearly hear myself even if I were talking very quietly to dictate to a Exa computer. Exactly. And um, so so it has worked. Um, not as Not as well as typing does at a Starbucks, of course, because it's just... You you can there's something about it's something private yeah. about it yeah. right so I think that I I would love to try doing more dictation probably focusing my dictation on something nonfiction I have a desire to write something nonfiction maybe some personal essays or memoirs kind of thing or um, maybe even teaching something I don't know or just entertaining just sharing something about about what I do or what I've done. And I think that could be really fun. And I think it would be really great to do that through dictation and uh, just sitting in front of a computer and just explaining and talking through things. Maybe with a little, like you said, a little outline. Yeah. But yeah. I would need a requirement for that for me would be having a space, yes. a back room, like what you have, right? Absolutely. Or what you're trying to have. Um, a space where you can close the door, you're locked away, no one else can hear you, you're alone with your thoughts. If you stop talking, it's quiet. Yeah. There's no there's no distractions. Your thoughts, I, to me, it feels like my thoughts get louder mm -hmm. when there's nothing around. Yeah, And absolutely. they become so loud. It's like I'm literally hearing a, a copy of me in front of me telling me what I'm thinking. Yeah. And even multiple copies telling me different perspectives of what I'm thinking. And it's all me. It's my thoughts. But I, I have room for those exactly. thoughts to expand because I have that isolation, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Yeah. So that's the reason why we call this the backroom show. That's it. Is because it just allows you and I to sit together. We're chatting like a couple of buddies. Yeah. We're talking about different aspects of our life. It's not always going to be about writing, but we are writers. So at some point. We're going to talk about our projects or we're going to talk about other people's projects, whatever yeah. the case might be. Yeah, And definitely. it just allows us a freedom. I feel like the, the, the quasi tagline for this show mm -hmm. um, is something like two writers talking about life. Yes. Right? Absolutely. And so a big part of our life is writing because yeah. that's what we do. But it's not the only thing we do. And it's certainly... Nobody should have a one-dimensional life that that's all, they only do one thing. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, it, it, it kind of flavors everything, but there's a lot of different flavors in what we do. Like we live in Mexico, we live in a foreign country, we live, we like to travel, we like to eat, uh, we like, we just, we joke around, we hang out a lot yeah. and we just hang out and joke. Maybe we'll um, try some weird exotic beers or wines or coffees and, and talk about that. Or we'll go to the movies and we'll talk about the movie we watched, whatever, but we can't help but be writers exactly. throughout that, right? So this isn't for, I mean, it's, it can be for writers, but it's, it's from writers. And I think it's just kind of interesting to 
see what a writer's life is. Yeah, Because absolutely. in media, there's like this really specific image of a writer. It's like the guy with the dog and the fireplace and the cabin and the snowy woods and he's got a big pipe and yeah. and it's like, I'm sure someone out there somewhere lives that life, but yeah. 99% of writers don't, No, right? And so, a writer could be a guy with a microphone in his face dictating to a computer his thoughts and ideas and turning that into a book. That could be a writer. Yeah. And so, giving that image to the world and if someone listening to this is interested in pursuing a creative passion and if that creative passion involves writing and they see this as permission to experiment with with writing and being creative and not having to conform to what they think a writer is and saying, oh, well, I'm totally not the guy with the dog in the fireplace in the cabin in the woods with the big pipe, but I can be a writer without being the exactly. guy in the cabin in the woods. Well, that's awesome. That, that's, that's a great accomplishment, right? I think that's, that's a great goal that we can set, yeah. you know, in, in this podcast. And I just wanted to say um, another thing that's really exciting to me is this. We chose the name The Backroom Show because we wanted to leave it open. But in my mind, all along, the idea was we would eventually figure out what this show would be. But we didn't put the pressure on ourselves to figure out what the show would be before we started. Exactly. We yeah. we we give ourselves ten episodes, twenty episodes. Yeah. By episode twenty twenty five, yeah. if we haven't figured out <laughs> what the show is, <laughs> maybe we should just quit. Quit. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. But I think we exactly. will. Yeah. And that's kind of some. That's exciting to me. Yeah. It's exciting to be a part of something that you're creating that you don't know what it is yet. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And really, that's that's an analogy for life. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. I'm becoming something. Ten years from now. I will be known as somebody that I currently am not, but over the next 10 years, I will become that person that people know me as. And I can't accurately predict who that person will be. I can hope certain things that I would like to see that person be, yeah. and I can work towards that actively, but it's exciting to kind of discover along the way who you're going to be. Absolutely. And right now, you're Jonathan Graves, right? the poet because you've written four collections of poetry and you're still writing poetry and i'm still writing 10 years from now though your other work may out outweigh or outnumber your poetry so greatly that people say oh you mean awesome novelist author jonathan graves Wright, or awesome uh, memoir writer jonathan graves Wright also wrote poetry i didn't know that you know what I mean? It'd yeah. be like yeah. discovering that Kurt Cobain was a country singer. Yeah, exactly. You know, all yeah. along, but just his rock stuff was yeah. like out, you know, outnumbered his country that no one ever knew it. That would yeah. be an amazing discovery. So you're becoming who you will be. That sounds yeah. that sounds no, kind of like metaphysical and yeah. right. Yeah. But you get the idea. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So that's and that's cool. what that's the thing I love about this show is that it's almost like um we are starting to write again. Mm-hmm. It's like um, for many years, as you know, I've had poetry, poetry, poetry sitting mm-hmm. in my closet, in my cupboards. I had poetry everywhere, but never, ever did I think about, well, I always thought about publishing it, but never even really thought, how am I going to accomplish that? And and now through technology and Amazon, now I'm a publisher. Yeah. 
it, it's kind of like with our show. We're now exploring something new, something exciting for the both of us. And it's like we are, you know, kind of like in, inspired writers again. We're, we're trying something new and hoping that eventually we bring it all together and, you know, this show kicks it. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And it's, it's just exciting anybody listening to this now or going back and listening to this later after, you know, maybe you found us at episode 50 and to say, well, this is where these guys started out, right? Oh, this is what it started out as. And you people from the future that already listened to episode number 50, you know a lot more about the show than we do right now. Yeah. And that's totally okay. Cause, yeah. Cause we'll get there. That's, that's pretty cool. So, uh, anything else you wanted to add, Jonathan? No, just um, keep tuned. Uh, we're going to um, revamp the Instagram and Facebook page a little bit and yeah. just make it more accessible and uh, look forward to um, some of my, there's there's a lot of, as I mentioned in the last episode, uh, I'm going to be putting pictures to poetry, but I'm not producing a book. It's only going to be found on my Instagram and my Facebook page. So if you want to read a little bit of poetry, look at a couple of pictures that inspired of it, inspired it, then um, please do so. Instagram, Facebook only. Okay, awesome. And um, if I have the presence of mind to do so, I'll try to add. I'll need to make like a little template, yeah. and I'll try to add our, our each of our individual Instagrams and Facebooks and just whatever else. And we should probably think about establishing some way for people to write in. If yes, you have a absolutely. question or a comment, you can leave a comment. Um, I suppose there's a way wherever you're listening to this podcast to leave a comment there. I, I don't know because this podcast gets the audio version gets put out in so many different ways, Stitcher Radio and right. Spotify. And I, I don't know how many of those have ways to leave comments. And I don't know if I have a way to see them, to be honest. But in YouTube, we can certainly see those comments. I just I, and please leave a comment in YouTube. Don't wait for us to come up with something else. And we'll definitely answer it, and we'll we can address it here in the show. Absolutely, but um, maybe we can come up with another way, perhaps an email. We come up with an email so that they can write in, and uh, maybe we'll answer your question or read your comment here on the show. That could be a lot of fun, kind of at the end of the show. Um, some podcasts have a voicemail. We can talk about. Does that sound like something? And right now, you know, three people are listening and they're all related to us. So yeah. it doesn't there matter. Or they are us. <laughs> yeah, or they are us. Right? Yeah. So it doesn't matter yet, but it might be something kind of cool to to add in in the future so that if as new people start to listen, they can have that option to, yeah. to write in and ask a question or just leave a comment. And we'd love to, to read that on the show, get Absolutely. some interaction going. Absolutely. Join us, Backroom Show. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. Uh, that's it for today. Thank you very much for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye.